How did you get into this uh, line of work? So it's a really long story, but I'd love to give you the short and condensed version of it. I'd started off being interested in engineering because my mom had neighborhood science camps and my grandfather was an engineer from NASA. He was actually on the launch team. Recently was able to find some fantastic pictures of some of the things that he had done when he was at NASA. Anyway, so I was interested in in science and uh, interested in space shuttles. When I went to school, University of Akron, I wanted to look into engineering as a degree. I wandered down to the machine shop where they were designing and building a Formula SAE car. Now, if you talk to most of the engineers in the paddock here, they have Formula SAE experience. You're, you're learning how to use machine tools, you're learning how to design. Uh, all of these really great hands-on experiences I had really helped me to helped to put me in the position where I'm at now. So I learned out how to do all of these things, and then about a year into the program, maybe six months in the program, I actually got to get in and drive the car. So anybody who's ever been in a race car like that, typically you, you just, you, they love it. It's, there's something just so visceral about being in a race car. I thought it was fantastic. I wanted to learn how to make my own cars fast. I wanted to learn whatever I could do to be involved in racing. About a year later in school, my husband was listening to the radio and he heard something about giving away tickets for the Champ Car Race up in Cleveland, the Berkeley Front Airport. So he called in, he won tickets, and he couldn't go, so he gave me the tickets and I went in and I could have sat there for hours just looking at the cars go through the chicane, seeing how the suspension moved around as they went through, I just fell in love. So that was the long answer about how I got involved in racing. Once I was at Firestone, I, I looked for a company that actually had a good tradition of motorsports. They were on the winning car in 1911, so they've got the foundation down, started in our vehicle dynamics group, and then I moved into racing after a few years. So your engineering degree, you must have a background not only mechanical for tire construction, but also chemical because of the construction and compounding. Well, luckily, in my chief engineer role, I can rely on our really smart com compounders, chemists, chemical engineers. So I don't have to be strong in every area. My strength is mechanical engineering, tire construction, design, noise and vibration. But now I have some fantastic engineers that work on that project. So when we're looking at the tire compounds, we rely on our compound who do some amazing work. Um, they're looking at tread compound formulations. There are so many different compounds even within the tire that are not just tread. So they are brilliant. They do all their work behind the scenes and we rely on them. So when we talk about IndyCar tires, let's talk about how many different compounds, how many different constructions that you will use throughout the year and then of course this weekend itself. So this weekend itself we have two compounds that will be used, a third only if you'll see rain in the sky. So we have a primary and an alternate compound here. Our street course compounds are the softest compounds that we have across our lineup. So they have to be able to grip at low speeds here at Long Beach. This is the lowest speeds that we see right around the keyhole. Um, so you're going from 35 miles per hour up to very quick at some street courses. So these are the softest compounds you'll see. Um, the primary is meant to be nice and consistent over a stint. The alternate, depending on what track you're at, tires grip a little bit differently in a primarily asphalt racetrack as they do with something that has more concrete. So there's a little bit of variation there, but it's meant to start off quick and then kind of go off as the, as the stint goes on. The intent is to give the fans something to watch, give some strategy to the race. If some people are primary, some people are in alternates, one of the cars has an advantage. So it's meant to add some interest back in racing. So you'll have the blacks and the reds, the primary, the alternate, and then 
is there a different are all the road courses the same tire construction or are we changing up construction between different road courses so the street courses are all the same construction all the temporary street courses have the same construction and all of the road courses have the same construction that's same sets of construction though because the left front is different than the right front left rear is different than the right rear so four constructions each so all of the road courses have the same construction so what we're using at, at Watkins Glen is the same as what we're using at Barber so there's a lot of commonality there but the compounds are different your, your primary compound might be very different at a place like Watkins Glen where you're going much higher speeds than it would be at a place like Barber. So um, someplace like Sonoma where you have a lot of sand on the track, you need something that has a lot of grip. So there's some trade-offs in everything we do. Ovals are a completely different story. We try to have as much commonality as we can, but the needs of a short oval like Phoenix are very different than something we'd see at Texas as a super speedway or even Indy. So let's talk about Long Beach since we're here. Uh, what kind of tire pressures are the teams recommended at least to start with and run uh, cold and hot as opposed to, let's say, Indianapolis? Well, we'll just say that they're lower. Um, the left side pressures at Indy run a little bit lower than the right side. There's less load on them. Right side, there's a lot more load that you have, so you have to have the strength to support that load. Here, you'd see something a lot lower than what that would be. And how much do you all work with Delara, the chassis manufacturer, because the tires are actually part of the spring rate right in the vehicle? Uh, how closely do you all collaborate? Do they come to you or you go to them or is it a team effort? It's a little bit of both and IndyCar is great to help us get in touch when we need and get the data that we need. So yes, the tires are an integral part of the system. They're a, a mass spring damper system that adds to the performance of the vehicle. So if you change something very small in the tire, it can drastically change the performance of the car so there's a, a lot of work we do one of the ways that they were a fantastic asset to this this year is predicting what the performance of the aero kit would be so they run simulations and we get that simulation data back and that's helpful for us to feed into our tire models so that we can understand what our performance window of those tires is going to be so did the tire construction change? Is it a softer sidewall this year because there's less downforce, or are you running pretty much the same construction as last year? So road course and street course are actually very similar to last year. Where you see the changes are in ovals. So the short oval has a lot less downforce, about 800 pounds depending on where you're at and what car you're looking at. But that reduction of downforce, if you think about a tire as a spring or think of a think of a basketball if you're putting a load on it the more load you put the more deflection that you have and if you put less load on that you have less deflection your footprint so the amount of tire in contact with the ground gets actually smaller if you take that load off so what we need to do is we need to add grip back into the system add mechanical grip and the best way to do that is to change the construction so you can change the the compound but when you change loads drastically, sometimes you need to look at construction changes.